Hello, everyone. Tonight, we are here getting ready for another podcast from Nothing But The Raw Truth Live here in the heart of West Memphis, Arkansas. I am your host, Dr. Bruce Smith, and we are going to have an awesome podcast tonight. We're going to be talking about the effects of COVID-19 on the church as it is today. And we are going to have a a special uh, host, guest host, co-host tonight uh, coming out of Terre Haute, Indiana, none other than Pastor Terry, uh, Michael Clark, uh, pastor of St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church in the heart of Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, I believe he's been pastoring there for over 20 years and he's a husband and we are just, he's coming, getting online now. And we are just so excited that he has gotten connected and we are live with Pastor Clark here tonight. Uh, We're going to have an awesome podcast tonight uh, discussing uh, these effects uh, that is affecting everybody. Uh, This COVID-19 is no part of the world that's not being affected by it. Some worse, some uh, less. It depends on how the approach has been but we know the effects that we have had here in this country, it has been pretty rough on us here with over 6 million uh, people being infected infected by uh, this dreaded disease and possibly, uh, I think it's about 193,000 deaths from this, but Pastor Clark is here and Pastor Clark, we wanna welcome you uh, to well, the Raw Truth Live. Well, well, good evening, Dr. Smith. It's a pleasure being with you this evening. Uh, thank you for the invitation and glad to uh, be a part of this dialogue. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good to have you here. Uh, we are doing our social distancing. You in Indiana and we are in Arkansas. So uh, I believe we have uh, enough distance in between uh, that we don't have to worry about transmitting uh, the virus to one another. Amen. <laughs> Unless we do it over wireless. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I guess I guess that's possible. You never know what is possible these days. But uh, we're so glad to have you here. And then we're going to ask, ask you if you would just tell us a little bit about you, uh, about your church. And uh, then we'll go ahead and take off and get into our topic tonight. All right. Well, I'm originally from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, joined the Air Force. 1975, served 21 years, uh, have pastored two churches uh, during uh, my ministry. Uh, For two years, I was pastor of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Warrensburg, Missouri, from uh, early 1992 to early 1994. From March 1996 uh, until the present time, I've been the pastor of the St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church in Terre Haute, Indiana. So it has been uh, a tremendous journey in Christ and just glad to be able to be his servant. And uh, just uh, glad to, uh, again, be acquainted with the host, uh, Dr. Smith. We go back a ways. And so uh, just appreciate him and and the great work that he's doing. Amen. Amen. It's so good to to have you on tonight. And we know that everything is going to get better in in time. I believe that we're staying in alignment with God, uh, trusting him and relying on him and him only. 
that we all can get through uh, this uh, crazy situation that we have. When I think about this uh, COVID-19 and also think about all the wild, the wildfires that's going on, I believe 12 states on the West Coast, it's, it's like uh, something I've never seen before experienced in my life to see everything that is going on like it is today. But I'm believing that if we just trust God, God will work this thing out and get everything straightened out in the way that we need it so we can uh, move forward uh, and uh, get get ourselves in position the way he would have us to. What you think, Doc? Hey, hey man, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, we have to understand that, um, you know, COVID-19 or wildfires or anything that we're dealing with, nothing catches God by surprise. And this certainly didn't. He's known about it since before the foundation of the world. So um, our task or our challenge as members of the body of Christ and others who may be listening to this podcast uh, would be, uh, you know, what's going to be our reaction? How much trust will we have in him as we go through the process? How is it going to shape us? How's it going to make us uh, better people? How's it going to make us um, more uh, trusting in him? And how much is how much is it going to make us even better worshipers of him? Uh, realizing that if we know that he has everything in control, how much trust do we really have in him to bring us through based on uh, the fact that, uh, you know, the country has been on panic mode uh, for about the past six months. I mean, it really started that way, but uh, it looks like we kind of settled into this panic mode where some of the stuff we panicked about five and six months ago seem to be more routine now. Yeah, you, you, you are right. Uh, it should, you would think it'd be a little more routine than, uh, uh, but it's not routine. It is, it is, it's been that we've gotten comfortable with some of this, this stuff, but I believe some of the comfort that, we, we we have from getting relaxed is causing some people to be awful sick. Uh, and uh, for me, myself, I've known several people that have had this, this thing and it's been to the point to where they even been on ventilators and didn't know if it was going to make it. So you, wow. you don't know. It's, it's something you don't want to get relaxed with. And when you think about the church and you think about how uh, the church uh, we're so used to hugging on each other and and uh, yeah. shaking hands and everything like that, we are finding that some people it's, it's causing them some serious issues because they have been so used to that over the years that it's hard for them to, to not do that. It's hard for them not to be around a lot of people. Everybody has gotten so used to being around people, especially on Sundays and Wednesdays for Bible study and stuff like that. Uh, they've gotten so used to it, so it can cause uh, uh, cause distress uh, within within in us as people, and cause pe- some people to to get in a state of depression because of yeah. uh, everything that is going on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I recall when uh, all this first started, there was a term that was being used that I used to reject, but I had to adjust my thinking, you know, and when people began to call it, calling it the new normal at, at the beginning, I rejected the term. I said, well, this is not a new normal for us. This is really abnormal because right. uh, I really, I really believe that over a course of a, you know, a few months that perhaps, uh, you know, that uh, it would be in uh, at more acceptable levels that would cease being a pandemic and so on and so forth. But then I got to realizing that uh, that didn't happen at all, that uh, we have, uh, gone into what is now a new normal. As you said before, you know, the things that we used to take for granted before COVID, 
Okay. Uh, right. If we give an example scenario, right. I was used to getting up in the morning about oh six thirty, going to the church eight o'clock, studying for Sunday school, and then after Sunday school, being ready for for worship and so forth. And and we had a service that lasted maybe you know two hours, and it had all of that, you know, the hugging and handshaking right. and fellowshipping and so on and so forth. And and you know a routine day in many of our churches would be Sunday school, church, maybe an afternoon program, you know. Right. Uh, and and maybe and maybe with some churches who had it, uh, evening services or whatnot. Well, COVID changed all that, you know, exactly. because uh, because uh, you probably seen in your own experience or other people who may be listening or or other people that uh, we're both familiar with that the whole traject- trajectory changed. I mean, people had gone, pastors had gone from uh, preaching uh, before uh, crowds of people from the pulpit to maybe doing a, a lesson or a message from their living room or their dining room or so on and so forth. And, and, and things that we may not have done much of before as far as streaming and use of zoom and whatnot, those kind of became the mainstays and that's how we were able to get the word out to the people. And so, right. uh, that really did become our new normal. And so, um, so of course, uh, we missed the fellowship while we were away from each other, but, when God was gracious enough to allow uh, us to uh, to assemble again, you know, because um, uh, our our governor in our particular state had basically uh, limited social gatherings to more than no more than ten people. You could right. you could have church, you could have church, but you couldn't uh, have more than ten people. You know, right. so that's that's pretty much how we carried on. And so the majority of people who tuned in were people who were on you know Facebook or Zoom or whatever way we streamed the service, and that was pretty much it. You know, right. and uh, but I noticed that when this first started, that uh, we had a change was going to be imminent because, you know, we 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 had our church anniversary on March 10th. We were fortunate to get that in. But right. uh, we tried to have ser- regular service for the next two Sundays. And I noticed how our attendance went way down those next right. two weeks. And that's when I realized that maybe it's best for us to just go ahead to, uh, to streaming because we, like a lot of churches, we had uh, older members of our church family who right. wouldn't feel safe coming out. We had people who had small children, uh, other family members and so forth, or they themselves had apprehensions about uh, the possibility of being infected. Cause you know, it, that really got hyped, you know, that uh, if you go to church, you're going to get sick. If you go to church, right. people are going to infect you, you know, that kind of stuff. So that put fear in um, um, hearts and minds of some people. And that's why a number of folks decided, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they just go ahead and stay out. So let me let me ask you this. Uh, uh, in in the state of uh, Indiana now, are, are are they allowing the churches to come together and worship, or are they, are they limiting the um, amount of people that can be in the church? How are, how is it working out there now? Okay, the the governor had devised a gradual reopening. Of course, after you know President Trump said he wants everything reopened, this, that, and the other. So right. the governor wanted to wanted to open it, wanted to uh, gradually open it, take uh, five different phases. And right. so um, by so by July 4th, we'd be in phase five, which means everything would be back open, no restrictions, anything. But what happened was we got to stage four mm-hmm. and uh, cases started to spike upwards. And so rather right. than moving us to stage five, mm-hmm. then the governor moved us to uh, stage 4.5, which is where we've been since July. Right. So what that meant was that um, as far as church was concerned, you know, we could have as many folks as we wanted in church, I think up to 250. But for other gatherings, we couldn't have more than uh, 50, uh, 25 to 50, I think it was. So we could have church, 
but you, you know, but you couldn't have a dinner. You couldn't do this, that, or the other, you know? So, so, it, so really the way it affected was, for example, families, you know, who, uh, had, had, uh, needed funerals conducted. Well, they could right. have a service, but they couldn't really have a, di- they couldn't really have a dinner, you know? Right. So, so, so as, you know, but, uh, but then again, even though, uh, we're allowed to have as many as we want to have in church, of course, people are slow to come back You know, our, our church is fairly small anyway, but I think a good number for us, we've averaged anywhere from 25 to 35 or so people, which is not bad for us, you know. But I know that in larger cities like Indianapolis, a number of pastors that I know who have much larger churches, they haven't opened. You know, they're still streaming. Uh, some of them have, uh, you know, those uh, drive-in or parking lot services and so forth, and which, which draw people in where they can sit in their cars and listen to it like you know back in the old days when people would go to the drive-in you know and they would have speakers and so forth that exactly. they could get it through their through their car radios and so and rather than saying amen would not they just honk their horns those types of things so <laughs> so so good. those are yeah those are things that are going on now you know here in our here in our city most of the churches i think have opened up you know but uh but like i said before it's a uh, it's it, the, the 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 two things that have hurt us pretty obviously are attendance and income you know but uh god being gracious as, as he has been you know there have been some people who have really stepped up during this process and have really right. increased in their giving right. of course of course we know that um um that uh, more needs to be done but uh, we're grateful for those who have been who have been a part mm-hmm. uh one thing i've noticed that uh okay for instance here our church, we haven't opened back up. We're still having online uh, uh, worship service and online mm-hmm. Bible study. And uh, but uh, from what I, I believe is that uh, a lot of people are paying with cash app or they come by the church uh, they uh-huh. between uh, nine and eleven and, and pay their tithes, give offerings and stuff like that. And uh, I found that when you uh, start to have an online or a virtual service. Uh, you can start to get people that was would not even come to the church. Uh, they will start to uh, listening to your services. And I found that uh, some of them will start to giving into your services, sowing seeds in, which kind of offsets uh, some of the uh, lack from some of the other people that, that are not there. So it's, it's yeah. I, I found it very important that the church today uh, get uh, those that can uh, get out there and, and have virtual services, or if they don't know how to do it, get with people uh, that know how to do it that could help them to 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 make it through this uh, pandemic. Because there is a lot of churches that are closing up today because uh, they 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 are not having the finances or don't know how to go about having a virtual service. So it's it's very important right. for us today to to look at that. And to move forward, and, and if, if um, I say, for instance, for myself, uh, I, I do the uh, the Bible studies for our church. Uh, okay. We, we have purchased uh, <clears throat> a system where we can uh, we do the the uh, Sunday morning uh, worship, uh, Sunday school, and Bible study. Uh, so uh, there's ways of getting uh, what uh, the people need, but they have to reach out and try to find and connect with people that know how to do it. And I, what I've learned is <clears throat> you don't always have to even be in the same town if you can connect with the right people that know how to do it, that can help you. Right. Just like what we're doing now, you're in Indiana, I'm in, in Arkansas, and right. we, can, we can do this and, 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 and be effective with it. 
And I, I believe that God would always provide a way if we will reach out and step step out forward and try to uh, execute his plan. It's important for us to get the word out, no matter what the situation, no matter, matter what we face, this pandemic right. can't stop God. It, it, it can stop right. our methods, but it can't stop God's word from going forth. So it's, it's so important for us to execute the plan that God will give us and, and, and the people that he will take us to, if we don't know how to do it, that will help us to, to be able to get in a situation or in a, in, in a position to be able to get the word of God out. So I think that's very important for the people of God today to realize that all is not lost. The ship has not sank. Uh, we are we're going through a situation, but this this during this situation that we're going through today, it should strengthen us and help us to realize that how much closer we should be by not, by not being able to go out and do the things we used to do. We should be able to spend more time with God so we can get close a closer connection to God so we can be more effective for the body of Christ. What do you think, Pastor? I I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, what's funny is uh, before, you know, we're taking streaming for granted, but uh, there was a time I really wanted to go to streaming. But, you know, a lot of churches use, use streaming, you know, to, to, to spread the gospel, to reach right. the unchurched, right. or basically to, to where the people who could not get out to church, if they were sick and firm or whatever it was, they'd be able to, you know, be able to view the service and whatnot. In other words, right. it was used being used prim primarily for an evangelistic tool in order to reach folks for Christ. Right. You know, which is which is what it was originally intentioned. But, you know, the thing of it is we didn't stream exclusively. I mean, we had like a number of churches. We might have had a couple of folks, you know, who would stream the would stream the message and this, that and the other. Their friends could see it, you know, and other people could see it. And we we have an opportunity to share it and whatnot. But then when it became uh, a necessity. Right. We had to go all the way. We had to go all the way through it. Now, to, to, when you touched on giving, um uh, the same principles applied pretty much to us because uh, we put it out there, you know, that, uh, hey, we, we realize that many people won't be coming. But, you know, uh, even though uh, even though we won't be meeting together as we normally do, bills have still have to get paid and so forth. Some of the members actually stepped up because um, now we already had one uh, platform for online giving, you know, which was Givelify. And right. but we only had maybe at the time, maybe five or six people who were actually using it. Exactly. I tried to promote it, saying, listen, this is where you don't have to fool with checks, you don't have to fool with cash, so on right. and so forth. It's easy to do it. You can do it within a minute and whatnot. But then it wasn't until the pandemic hit where more right. people started using it, okay? More people started using it. And uh, in, uh, so we were using that. And plus, uh, recently, we've uh, built a new uh, church website. Now, it came with another online uh, giving platform, uh, PayPal. So, so people who may look at, so people who may look at the, uh, look at the website and may want to donate, they can do it directly from there or else they download the Givelify app and whatnot and give that way. But, mm -hmm. uh, but you're right. We have had a couple of people who are not uh, associated with the church. Some who may have been former members, but others who view us who actually have sent a donation or two. And we certainly appreciate that. You know, we had, uh, we had people, uh, when we were shut down, I'd be at the church on Saturdays and they would come and, and bring their offering, you know, uh, and, and, and drop it off. And so, um, so we were able, we were able to do it that way and, and, and to increase giving and so forth. And as well as other ways that God has blessed the church, you know, uh, um, and for, for those, uh, churches who may have gone and sought, uh, you know, those, uh, SBA, uh, PPP loans or whatever, 
uh, you know, those those come in handy as well in order to hopefully, hopefully, hopefully keep us some of us afloat, you know, uh, through this through this particular time while giving is down. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I think about it and look at this situation that we we're in today, you know, uh, it's, it, it actually in, in, in a way is helping us, those churches that will is helping them to reach out further. Because in 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 the past we were boxed, what I call boxed in, because some pastors, uh, I, I guess they weren't seeing all the congregation wasn't wanting to buy in to to doing the virtual uh, worship because um, right. they just they were so used to just seeing people there in the pews. But I found that there yeah. there's a lot of people that is not going to come to your church, but you can take right. the church with them. There's a lot of people. Uh, Platforms. It's, it's probably when you really look at it, it's over probably thirty platforms that you can use to get the word yeah. of God out. Um, there are several. Mm-hmm. I use I use about five different platforms that I use when I even looking at the podcast. Just podcasting alone, I, I have about fifteen different platforms that my podcasts go out to. So uh, I, I got a good reach, and and uh, when I look at uh, getting the word out. There's no way I'm going to be able to go to Spain and all these states that 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 are connected right. to Italy, to to uh, to to France, all these places that these podcasts reach and people that download these podcasts and listen to them uh, to Mexico and and, and all the, it's just so many different places that that we are reaching out to that if we weren't using this type of platforms, we wouldn't be able to reach. We'll be able to reach those in our local community, those those maybe in our state. But that would be the right. extent of what we could do. But but God God knows how to make us stretch out and and, and stretch out yeah. further. And, and it, it's it's something that sometimes <clears throat> we get we get out because we're not willing to 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 have a vision of going beyond those pews. Some of us our our, our whole uh, life uh, in the church is sitting in the pews and and just worshiping. Yeah. We don't want to go beyond that. We don't want to reach out past that. But with this going on today, it it uh, it to me is is like you got the weak and you got you got the strong. The strong will, will reach out further and realize, uh oh, this is the situation. I got to get out of the norm. My norm is in the yeah. church, but but right. but God is not just uh, bound to the building. Because uh, we are the church, and so when we when we look at this thing and, and and decide to really reach out in the way that God would have us to, we can reach not just uh, hundreds, not just thousands, not just tens of thousands, but we can actually, well, when you look at it, it, it as a whole, we could actually reach millions if we have a vision. We have to have right. a vision of what God can do, and not what we can do. We can't look at yeah. uh, look at okay, I'm just this small town preacher, and I can't mm-hmm. reach. But we have to understand this thing that that there there uh, there's a lot of people that say the internet is bad. There's a lot of p- people say Facebook is bad. A lot of people say YouTube is bad. It's not the platform. It's the p- it's the users of the platform that, that exactly the right thing. So what we have to do is we have to reach out. And yeah, is some people gonna look at it bad? Yes. But what we have to do is still reach out. If all you connect with is one, I believe the Lord would be satisfied if you give in your all. So it's, yeah. it's important that we give our all in everything we do every day of the week. And then and then if we do that, then long as long as I've given the best that I can and and and, and I'm trying to do all I can to please God, that's enough for me. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I think uh, even now, without even thinking about it, accidentally, we are reaching millions, okay, with the number of, of, of churches that are online right. in every different conceivable city, every conceivable state, even right. uh, overseas or whatnot. Millions are being re- – I believe so. I mean, but, uh, but what we're looking at is God's vision and not ours exactly. because as you, state, as you stated uh, very correctly – We've limited ourselves to our, our, our locales, you know, right. and right. since we since we limited ourselves to our immediate communities, our neighborhoods or whatever, you know, or, or, or you know, word of mouth of getting people to come to church, so on and so forth, that right. this is really this is really done uh, a whole lot more. And it's taken us out of our, our, our neighborhoods, taken us out of our comfort zones right. and it's taken us uh, basically where we never even thought we could go, you know. Right. Um, and so the, the word is the word is getting out. Okay, the gospel is being is being spread, being shared, and mm-hmm. of course, many of us realize that we have many of us have more views on Sunday than we have people coming to church. You know, know now, 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 now I I understand that you know three seconds constitutes a view, but at least at least at least they at least they come for six, for three seconds. Okay, right. but right. Uh, but we have picked up a few people who tune in regularly. On the right. live stream, you know, uh, whether it's uh, Sunday morning or, or, or Wednesday night, so on and so forth. Uh, when we when we started this thing, our Bible studies were both on Facebook streams and on and Zoom meetings. We started right. with conference calls, actually. You know, we started with conference calls. Then we moved to um, Zoom meetings and so right. forth. And right. so in doing that, we were able, you know, people were able to uh, uh, interact as part of the Bible study. They can do it now with Facebook or with comments or whatnot, but they can interact by unmuting their, their phones, making right. their comments, questions, and so on and so forth. And people on Facebook got to, got to interact with them as well. So, right. so it was uh, really a, a kind of a new way for us, you know, to do really what uh, God intended to be the old, the same old thing, which is basically getting the message out, getting the word out. Okay. Right. But I, but I think one thing, Dr. Smith, that we have to learn how to fine tune is in our evangelistic efforts. Okay. And, and using our church as an example, okay, that, that, that this year, this year, um, and including the pandemic, there's been no membership growth as far as people becoming officially part of church family, of the church family or the fellowship. Okay. Right. Mainly because when we were, when we were shut down, you know, all I did was solicit people to contact us via email or text or whatever it was, you know, uh, as if they had questions or, 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 or basically let them know they could accept Christ where they were, you know. Right. So I think the, the next step in this, at least for me, is to try to get this connect uh, from uh, hearing the word or even accepting Christ where they are to again being being in a place of spiritual covering okay if it if it's if it's in the local area you know i mean they 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 they, they can't they can't actually come to a church if right. they're not but there's some uh some uh, tv ministries and whatnot who haven't who kind of like extended extended their memberships to online membership and so on and so forth okay right. now uh that is one way and, and so forth of doing it now what it does is it keeps people connected to the church. But mm-hmm. um, I think I think most of us, like you have said, you know, miss those days where we fellowship together, miss those days where we had that closeness, where we had that intimacy with God and with each other and so forth. I mean, God is going to bring us to that. But see, right. one thing that have one thing that's been the theme of my Bible studies is, mm-hmm. is that during this time where we're not meeting, you know, God is actually uh, uh, has us in a bit of a timeout or in a rebuilding process. Right. Okay, 
because I think what's happening, particularly with our church, is that some things we have to do differently now. And once the pandemic is over, we're going to keep we're going to keep those things that God is showing us to do differently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for one example is. I mean, we did, a, for example, one is Lord's Supper, communion. We did it the old traditional way where we had crackers. We break them up and we have juice in the tray, juice, juice, you know, juice in the cups in the trays and right. have the deacons, you know, distribute them and this, that, and the other. Well, all that changed, okay, because now everybody has pretty much has gone, uh, gone to prepackaged. Now, we, we, we don't do the thing where people have it at their house where we have it at the church, okay? We, we, we basically, uh, uh, when, the, when the congregants come in, and it mm-hmm. took us about three months to get this right, okay? Or, uh, and that is to have a tray out there with, you know, with prepackaged communion sets. They get theirs on the way in, but they keep them. And so, uh, so, we, just, so we can take about a minute or two simply to observe the Lord's Supper uh, uh, at, the end, at the end of service without having to take the time to pass stuff out, you know, right. and, and, and wait until that's done and sing these hymns and all this other stuff. We can have it done in, right. you know, in, in about a minute and a half. Plus... People who, like myself, who kind of fumble with those prepackaged sets, right. <laughs> it it gives us the whole service to be able to get that stuff open, okay? Right. And so, uh, and so, in our giving, it's done at the end of service, where rather than having an offering period where people you put the tithe box out and people come around and put their tithe in the box and put their offering in the bucket and so on and so forth, they basically just uh, give on their way out, okay? Uh, and whatever whatever they took uh, the, the empty packages and whatnot from communion, they put them in a, a trash bucket, uh, mm-hmm. put their offering in the offering bucket, and then go out the side doors. We have one day one way in, one way out. You know, uh, so that's kind of how it is now. But uh, there are some other facets of worship I think that that are going to have to change uh, uh, when we get done. We don't. Uh, I think we're going to have to go uh, paperless on some things to include to include bulletins. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, when we look at uh, some of the things that we've done in the past, uh, we've done it and we we've caused waste. Um, it's everything is going electronic, and with all the electronic stuff that uh, you know, every, everybody has a cell phone. Even though some of the older sisters got cell phones, and some sure. of them, some of them are pretty good with it. So um, yeah, what, what a pastor could do is actually, if, if they want to give a syllabus uh, out, they could. They can put it put it online. That's the way uh, my pastor does it. He, he puts it, puts it out yeah. online. You don't we don't hand out. Uh, especially we we did hand out a few of, of the paper ones during service, but now that we're not, uh-huh. he still puts it out. So uh, it, it saves it. You, you what I like about doing it that way. You always got it unless you unless you throw unless you uh, delete it. It's it's still on your phone. You can go back and look at it. You can study it that way because it's gonna always be something that you're not gonna get out of. You know grab everything that the pastor say so you can always go back and listen and um when we look at uh, uh, a lot of the th- which will which will in turn will t- start to save the church money a lot of the things that we we spend money on we don't have to especially if we go virtual with a lot of things uh when i right uh, when i uh look at uh just just everything uh, all around uh the church that we do there's uh, a lot of things that we can do better. Uh, when I look at uh, uh, the church as, as a church and look at the virtual church, which is not going to go away. Uh, right. If we reach out to them, uh, we they can be part of us. They may not be physically there, but they can still be yeah. part. Of, we don't know how long this is going to last. So I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't force somebody to go into a building. 
Uh, we've actually, um, I remember when I really used to do this a lot uh, when I was before I got into the podcast and we did the video broadcast, which we getting ready to start back. When we were doing that, yeah. there was times we had people to get saved on Facebook live. People got Praise saved. God. Got Praise God. Had, Wonderful. We had somebody that we had, they, they could, they could, uh, they could uh, tag in, tell them uh, what. And uh, we had somebody would walk them through the plan of salvation and all that, and they get saved right on the air. So, if 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 we're willing, God will make a way. We just got to be willing to step in and step out and and put people in place. Not be hesitant to put somebody in place that's willing to do a work, because uh, all the work is not just the way it used to be. Uh, standing there at the door, ushers and all this other stuff, because like yeah. I say, you don't know when we're going to get back into the church like it used to be. So um, True. Yeah. we have to look at other avenues to doing this thing and and and, and making uh, <clears throat> making it the, the church be, be a functional church. And when you look at this thing, and I thought about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, <clears throat> way back when people walked to church, okay? Yeah, people right. Walked the horse to church. Then, then yeah. uh, once they got they got buggies, they start throwing their families in the buggies right? with the horse pulling the buggy to the church. Then we got cars right. and they start driving the church. So right. it's always been changed and it's going to continue to be changed. So what we got to do is we got to be ready to adapt to change and not be so hesitant that we cause conflict uh, with with our church uh, not being to, to be functional. Because uh, and, and the, the word of God never changes. Now, that's not going right. to change. But our method of, of, of getting the word out sometimes has to change with the times. When we, we look at before we had, uh, we had websites, before we had computers and all these things, things were done differently. Now we have social media and all these things. God has uh, opened the door so we can use all these other avenues to reach places there's no way possible we could have reached in the past. But now... It's, it's made possible. And at the drop of a hat, you could be reaching people in other countries and, and, and you on the air now and you reaching other people in other countries right now. So it, it just it's just a different world from what it used to be. So as, as, as the world changed, we have to change. But the word doesn't. That's right. There, there's plenty of methods, but just one message, and that's the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which can save souls, transform lives, and so forth. And the, the church is still his saving station, but uh, God is doing some new things, you know, uh, with and in his church. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens, uh, you know, uh, in the aftermath and so forth of it. Uh, it's, uh, to me, it's, it's amazing, and I think uh, um, what, it's, what it's really causing us to do is to is is, is to trust is to trust him more, uh, right. and basically just just lean on his power and and so forth. Because there's really there's only a limit to what we can do anyway. God has to do the things that only God can do, and that and that is and that is save folk. I mean, where, where, wherever they are, because like I said, if you have a broadcast or a stream or whatever, and somebody accepts Christ uh, in another city and they join a church in that city. You know, bless God, you know, that you've, you've done you've done your evangelistic job. And so and so that's uh, that's the excitement I get basically from all this. Uh, there are things that are going to change. In other words, uh, uh, the things will be more more paperless, uh, right. hey, wireless, uh, more. I, I can recall a day when uh, I was um, visiting another city 
and back they had a they had a community a television channel and this is when the services were like making you know uh tapes of their of their worship service right, and so right. all the all the churches in, in that city seemed to have equipment and so they would record service somebody would just beat it down to the tv station and the right. church that i uh, attended that morning I saw them at two o'clock in the afternoon on TV. Then I saw another church at three, another church at five, another church at seven, you know, that kind of stuff. So I got to be able to see the churches that I, you know, that I would never be able to, wasn't attending. And, but right. that's happening right now online. And so the thing of it is, is that, you know, back, way back in the day when people, you know, really wanted to have like a television ministry. Well, guess right. what? We don't have right. television ministries, but we do have ministries where, where multiple people can, can, can tune in, can see us or can hear us and so forth, you know, uh, maybe in the thousands, maybe in the millions, who knows, but you, but, but, but the audiences have grown. Okay. Tremendously. One of the things I like, uh, pastor is that, um, when you look at, uh, you know, we talk about, we have conferences and all this stuff. We used to have these big gatherings people gather together to, to have a conference. You could have a conference online. A person could be in, they could be in Florida. The next person could be in Alabama. The next person could be in California. Mm -hmm. The next person could be in Colorado. We can do all this stuff virtually. We we don't have to leave our own home to do it, and we can still get the word of God out. And that that's one of the yeah. things I, I like now today. That uh, you know, it really actually saves some of the expense and some of the travel that that uh, that we spend. Uh, uh, going to different places to, to even just be a speaker. You can be just as effective. Uh, I truly believe you can be just as effective uh, doing it uh, in, in, in this type of platform platform or, 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 or video platform uh, say, uh, on Facebook Live. Because see, like, when, I, when I look at the video side, I'm on Twitter, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Periscope, I'm on uh, um, uh, Facebook Live, uh, Facebook uh, has a gr uh, groups uh, platform you can use. It's so many different mm -hmm. platforms. There are other platforms. There's probably about 30 platforms that I could possibly use. And all of them mm -hmm. is not that expensive to use to get the word right. out. And you could get, yeah. as, as you get the word out. People going to listen to it because on all these other platforms. When I look at even uh, with the podcasting, when I look at um, when I added uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Pandora, and all these other uh, Castbox and all these other uh, uh, um, uh, Podbean and all these other um, uh, podcasting platforms added, my viewership shot up. And so, what we have to do is we have to have a vision: uh, how are we going to get it out? We have to. If we don't know, we need to ask. Uh, a lot of times, uh, I've, I found this, especially in the church. A lot of times, people are hesitant to ask somebody because they don't want to make, they don't want to seem like they don't know something. But we don't know everything. None of us know everything. So there's right. going to be people that we're going to have to ask questions. People that we're going to have to reach out to so we can get what we can, what we what we need. Sometimes God wants us to reach out to people, but we 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 get what uh, was that her headstrong that we don't we don't yeah. want to. Out to nobody. We want to. We want to figure feel that we can do it all ourselves. And one thing I've learned: I can't do everything myself. I don't know everything. I have to reach out to people. I have to ask questions, and that's what we have right. to do. We want this thing to grow and and get beyond this COVID nineteen. We, we, we even even the mask. We're gonna have to start wearing the mask if we want to make it. I don't know about nobody else. I wouldn't want to get my mother and my grandmother sick. I wouldn't want to get my kids. Right. 
so why not do what's required to get beyond this? So uh, uh, right. uh, we have to do we have to adapt and we have to make change so we can be successful. And I want to be effective for the body of Christ. I don't just want to be somebody just uh, making a bunch of noise. I, I hear you. I hear you. I think uh, and I think a point that you made is very well taken, you know, because, uh, you know, the large conferences and conventions and so on and so forth have pretty much been scrapped this year in most cases. But uh, a lot of things can be had done on a smaller scale we, we, right. with Zoom conference right. calls. And the thing of it is, you can you can you can belong to those things. You know, mm -hmm. you can uh, tune into those things and you can still give to them on the right. online platforms. Exactly. So uh, so uh, those things are possible. But I think what will happen if, if this thing continues uh, for another year or so, you're going to see a lot of that going on, that the, 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 the uh, a number of conventions will 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 resume. But they'll right. be doing. They'll, but right. they'll do it. They'll be done virtually and so forth. Some churches are already having like virtual revivals. Okay, exactly. there's a there's an event. There's an evangelist, you know, and whatnot. But that evangelist is in one location, right. preaching to another location. You know, preaching from his from his home or whatever it is. I can recall uh, now all my preaching I did from the church, but all my Bible studies were, were mm -hmm. being done at home. Until right. we, until we, you know, right. until we had started our gradual reopening and so forth. Uh, Good Friday, for example, I had a special, we a special uh, last words Bible study, which I basically conducted from my dining room. Okay, exactly. And had exactly. a, and had a number of people on Zoom and on right. Facebook who tuned right. into it. Um, if uh, and like I said, if, if if in the event, you know, God blesses us with 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 with. Uh, with new membership, when I'm praying, of course, that he does, that, right. um, that I right. used to have a practice where I'd have an orientation with him. I'd meet with him, you know, right. we'd go through some stuff and whatnot, but uh, those will be, from now on, those will take place on on Zoom, you know. Uh, exactly. That way we can pick a time where we'll meet together, but we don't, we don't have, nobody has to leave their home to come to the church mm -hmm. or, or wherever it is. We can set up a time that's mutually uh, uh, beneficial for people. And we right. can do it all at one time, you know, and, and, and even you know, even something that we've done traditionally in our churches and many of our churches called the right hand of fellowship. I says, well, all we all we'd have to do now if, if we do it in person. Hey, I give them a certificate. You stand and give them a give them give them an ovation, you know, welcome them to the family. And right. uh, and that's it without without the handshakes and the hugs and so on and so forth. OK, so so th so these are new things that will happen now. Don't get me wrong. Once COVID is over with, I think when it's safe uh, to go back to doing handshakes and hugs, I think a number of people may want to do that. OK, but uh, but we can take our time doing that. The main thing is, as you said, keep people safe. OK, and make people you know realize that they are safe right. and so forth and right. where, where where they don't have to worry about what happens if they come to church. We've been fortunate as far as COVID cases have been concerned at our church. I mean, very fortunate. Uh, when we first opened up, we did have uh, two uh, young people who were uh, were positive cases, but that's been a, a, a quite a while ago. They're both mm -hmm. fine back in fellowship. And we haven't had any more. Uh, bless God. And so so God has really blessed us in that regard because, you know, media and other people saying, oh, if you go to church, you're going to get infected. You'll get sick. You're right. going to infect people, kill people, this, that and the other. And that's mm -hmm. and that is one thing that instilled a number of people with fear in coming. OK, mm -hmm. but uh, but I think uh, some of those fears have been dissipated and we had. May not have the same people every Sunday, but we do have different people, uh, part of the membership who do come, and so, and so they, so a number of them have come out, not necessarily at the same time, but, right. uh, 
But I, I think some things are starting to you know ease up just a little bit. Now, of course, a lot of our children are still out, you know, so we haven't had children's church. But right. um, you know, right. but like I said, it's going to be because you know parents have another they have another struggle as well, not just keeping them safe at church, but at school. Exactly. And and school is a is a is a much larger challenge because you know based on how they break it out. Okay, like uh, here. Uh, there's an A schedule and a B schedule. So based on the alphabet, A through whatever go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and L through whatever through Z or whatever go on Tuesday and Thursday. So that cuts down the number of students who are in school on a daily basis, you know. Right. And so, but but parents still have those challenges, you know, about you know children on the bus, children right. at school. So and so they're they're trying to reduce the number of challenges they have to deal with and face. And so with that, as a pastor, I have to understand that. Exactly. Exactly. You have you have to you have to look out for them as if they're on your own children. Uh, so uh, when you, you look at it at the church uh, and look at the responsibility that a pastor is a great uh, a great responsibility. And so you have to uh, be prayerful in everything that you do. Uh, when I look at, uh, you know, we talk about uh, talking about a Christian, uh, you know, how we get a right hand of fellowship and all that. But for, we, mm -hmm. we had what, they, what we call Christian orientation. And so uh, something what what our church has decided to do, we're going to uh, all the teachers that teach Christian orientation, which I'm one of the teachers, we're going to we're going to uh, create uh, videos for each class and they're going to have it online and have the documentation where they can get it online. They can download it, have it on a um, PDF file and they can download it, fill out the questionnaire, send it in. And uh, uh, that way we know that at least we've done that part of it. And uh, then we turn that in and when, when uh, the ch they can actually, I, I don't know whether he's going to give them the right hand of fellowship before we come back into the church, but uh, all the, all the pay, they can get all that classwork done. And uh, so, so when you look at the, even though we can't come together, most of the stuff other than the hugging and the kissing and all that other stuff, we can really do from uh, uh, online because the, like the classes and all that stuff, it, right. it, it don't have to stop. It, we just right. we just have to have to have the vision to to make it move forward, and that that's what I'm what that's what I want to do is be part of helping helping churches to have that vision to be able to step forward and to reach those that would they wouldn't otherwise be able to reach or help the church to get an understanding of how they can reach reach out to people and get the church. Uh, uh, keep the church alive and keep the church going. And even you, I, I imagine there is some that don't even understand how to get online and, and you can yeah. actually create videos and, and get those to the people that don't, and they can watch the videos and learn this stuff. So there's so many things that we can do to help people right. if we really have a vision and a mind to serve because it's all about serving and it's not serving ourselves, but serving the true and living God. So um, uh, our time is uh, starting to wind up. And uh, we're going to uh, uh, let you, uh, uh, if whatever thoughts you want to bring forth, uh, bring them and uh, say, take your time. And um, we're going to close it out after you get done. And uh, we would love to have you again sometime. Okay. Well, again, uh, thank you for uh, for for uh, having me tonight. I'd be happy to come back anytime, anytime that you want. Um, I'll just conclude by saying that, uh, uh, in this period of time where we've been faced with challenges dealing with COVID and so on and so forth, um, and a number of churches have been, you know, affected by uh, 
uh, again, uh, lower attendance and maybe lower income. But one right. thing God has done, I believe, with uh, many of us is that uh, he's pretty much, he, in our, at least in our state, he's pretty much kind of leveled the playing field as, as such. For example, really, yeah. if, uh, if, yeah. if, if our church has 100 members, your church right. has 5,000 members, but you can't right. have more than 10 right. in the building. You see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so when you talk about in person, everybody's on the, on the same playing field. But, but, but remember, but, but, they, but they get more viewers because they right. have more members and so right. forth. So, but, but, but still, you know, God is, I think he's rebuilding. He's doing a lot of rebuilding in his church, rebuilding in the body of Christ, so that when he, when he decides that it's time, we'll have adjusted a number of things and adjusted a number of things in this rebuilding process and in our faith and our worship. Uh, in the way we do things, and so in the way we begin to put people over programs, which is uh, which is a big essential, and 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 basically those hungry souls that we we can go after and whatnot uh, may not even be in our city, you know, right. they may be someplace else, but but to get them engaged and, and involved, uh, uh, saved, and basically in a functional church, as I would hope that uh, others. Who from our area may be listening, looking at other streams they might mm-hmm. do for us, you know. But but in either case, where but this uh, uh, way COVID has affected the church is it really puts us in a mindset and should remind us that we're all on the same side, we're all on, on the same team, okay. Mm-hmm. And so and so with that, so it was, should eliminate competition among mm-hmm. uh, different. Uh, church bodies or denominations or whatever, whatever it is that, that what's going on, they should eliminate those. And so we have a, a greater need for fellowship and greater desire for fellowship and so forth. And, uh, and so what it does is bring the body of Christ closer together. I think this is what the period of rebuilding is. And so once we've had that, not to lose it, uh, mm-hmm. once we're able to do uh, what we were able to do before, before COVID, that not only will we be back, not back to normal, but in a position where we do things much better. Right. So I, I want to know, I want to, I appreciate this dialogue, uh, uh, Dr. Smith. I appreciate you having me on and, and, uh, I would love to do this again, uh, at, at some point in time, uh, whenever it's convenient for both of us, uh, happy right. to do it. And so, uh, wishing you all of God's blessings on, on, on your, uh, on your network and on your podcasting and, and all the people who you're connected with and all the platforms you're connected on. You're doing a great work for God. And so, and so, uh, that I want you to know that's, that's greatly appreciated. Yes, sir. We want to thank you uh, for coming in. Thank all of our um, um, visitors that have visited uh, the podcast today and those that will connect in the next couple of days, those in uh, foreign lands, other countries uh, in the United States, all the different states. Uh, pray for those. Keep Remember to keep those uh, people that uh, families that have suffered from this coronavirus in prayer and those all those states that are having so many wildfires. I think it's 12 states that uh, having these wildfires out there on the West Coast. Uh, we want to just uh, keep in prayer the body of Christ uh, that we'll stay strong and uh, we'll use this time wisely uh, to study the word uh, that we might grow stronger and closer to him and have a closer relationship. So when we do get out of this situation, we can be uh, on fire for the Lord and, and win souls for Christ. So that, uh, we're going to get ready to tune in, tune out. And we thank you for uh, uh, calling and co- calling in and being part of this podcast. And we'll see you later. And you have a wonderful, wonderful day. You do the same. And God bless you. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye.